let's just keep an eye on that fleet and make sure we don't miss anything crucial. Anything from the patrol units? from Polar Orbit Patrol Unit. Detecting a separate force armed with Mark V nuclear missiles. Nuclear? How many? Unknown, but the message confirms a large number of missile launchers. And welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that now has to watch Gundam Seed this. My name is Jeremy. I'm Tyler. I'm just enjoying making Tyler suffer. My name is Zach. Tyler's not suffering yet. I'm not. It's actually pretty it's decent. It's anticipation. I actually think this is the first bad episode of Gundam Seed Destiny. Personally. Really? I didn't think it was particularly bad. Uh, we'll get into it probably in low points, but as we get into the episode, I think this episode has focus problems in a lot of ways. That's fair. It does kind of have that. Shall we just get into it? I think so. Do we need a re- recap? I feel like that's tradition. Yeah, it is. So Gundam Seed happened. We did a whole podcast on it. You can go listen to that if you like. It's been two years. There was a terrorist attack on a blowed up colony. They rammed it into the earth. So now a bunch of racists want to attack space. Yep, that's accurate. Dinosaur Man is going back to his homeland of Space Jurassic Park in order to pilot a mech for them. Leaving his girlfriend with a creepy dude with purple hair. So he proposed to her first and gave her a sweet ring. I guess he didn't actually propose. He literally said nothing. He was just like, here, take this ring. It goes on your married finger. And then she was like, that's not how you do this. And he's like, eh, whatever. (laughs) That's how you would do it. She's like, fair. (laughs) Except for hers would be more tackle-hugging first. Meanwhile, Kira Yamato is very depressed. That's why he's my OC. His girlfriend is not doing a good job of fixing it. Their house got blown up. It really didn't have any impact on his depression, which should show you how bad that is. Well, to be fair, their house is kind of eh in the first place. like, god damn, maybe not my mom will move out. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Shin Asuka. He's on a ship at Orb. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is a character. There's yeah. Gladys, too, and Ray and Luna, and Mayrin. She I hasn't like, done anything I in like a while. I like most of the new characters from Destiny. Mayrin, Luna Mario, Gladys is even kind of neat. Shin's okay. So I'm going to take this opportunity to remind future me. Future me. You should edit a version of Gladys singing still alive just using like a bunch of mouth flaps. Okay, moving on. Future Tyler, you're never going to do that. I'm actually working on a supercut of all the times Asriel looks surprised or shocked because I mentioned that in one of the episodes. I'm like, oh, this is a great idea, me. Um, so I'm doing that. <laughs> uh, also, Lord Jabril wants to be a Bond villain, but they won't let him. He's trying really hard, too. And the President of the United States is a character. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he's the President of the Atlantic Federation, actually. But he's calling from the White House. I believe he has a dumb name like John. I don't know if we find that out this episode. <laughs> Oh, also, Diarca and Izak are being angry in space, and by angry, they mean just kind of disgruntled because they're no longer shitty teenagers. They're still teenagers, and they're still kind of shitty, but they're no longer shitty teenagers. Okay, Diarca's kind of not being shitty. He's just like, I'm stuck with him again, meaning Izak. It's like, he's, uh, damn it. Izak's his project. He's trying to fix him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think whether, like, are there any other major players? Oh, there's the Rundle. He's yeah. the leader of Space Jurassic Park. Yep. <laughs> he's he's the uh, Dr. Grant of this setting. 
that's weirdly prescient. <laughs> Put a pin in that. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, Since he's running it, isn't he more along the lines of John Hammond? I don't know. Who was the old guy? That'd be Hammond. Yeah. That's no, that's Hammond who I meant. Hammond was also what I was thinking. Yeah, that, that's who I meant. Dr. Yeah. Grant is the main character. Dr. Here, Grant's right? the one who doesn't want kids because he needs to have a character arc where he decides he wants kids. Yeah, John, okay. Dr. Grant is the guy who's running around with the two kids. Also, Maru name? and Waltfeld got new witness protection names. I don't remember what Waltfeld's was. I don't, I don't know think if they've given it to you yet. That's fair. I was going to say, who is the Jeff Goldblum of Gundam Seed Destiny? <laughs> Kira? <laughs> Might be Kira. <laughs> yeah, that but sounds... It's, it's Kira or Lacus, definitely. I feel like it's Lacus. Can't wait till we get to Lacus's secret space factory. <laughs> I like how everyone else we're talking about it. We're using their character name, but then you get to Jeff Goldblum, and <laughs> well, it's just literally Jeff Goldblum. What, That's Malcolm? who he plays I think in it's Thor Malcolm. three, which is the best. <laughs> he just plays himself, pretty much. He plays uh, like a self-obsessed narcissistic uh, gladiator king. Not gladiator king. Like he runs the gladiator. Arena. Like a Caesar. Yeah, a Caesar. It's very good. The after credit scene of that movie is him just trying to convince all the people not to kill him afterwards. Apparently, he ad-libbed for 30 minutes, and they just <laughs> took the best part. <laughs> Apparently, he ad-libbed a national anthem for that nation that he just did full ad-lib and had the crowd sing with him. Is that laying around anywhere? Because I want to see there that. Is, I think it's on the DVD. Because Jeff Goldblum is a treasure, and we don't deserve him. So that brings us to episode nine, Baird Fangs. So, I saw this episode title, and I really hoped it was a Wallfield episode. I think he's on, like, the Crunchyroll gif, too. <laughs> like, not gif, but, like, mid. I mean, he shows up for about image. 30 seconds. That might be generous. Okay. Like, I'm Waltfeld. I exist. I need to adjust. It's actually more like, I'm Maru. Waltfeld's here, too. <laughs> Waltfeld's an old man sitting in a chair. So, we start with last time where Purple Guy hugs Kigali. And she's like, uh, why does my government suck now? Oh, we forgot that Orb is trying to make an alliance with the Alliance. <laughs> Guys, the more we're recapping this particular episode, the more I want to make a Gundam Seed and Gundam Seed Destiny abridged. I don't think I haven't thought of that many times. <laughs> There's so many good character beats I think we could hit. Don't think I haven't thought about how to make Lacus just a girl who just wants to get laid and just can't. No matter how what she does, her fiancé doesn't want to do anything with her. Her fiancé's best friend that's clearly into her doesn't want to do anything. Ezek's just angry all the time. Kigali's too uh, proper and traditional. Kira's mom isn't enough of a character. Reverend Nelkiel is blind. Uh, clearly, I can tell he's thought about this way to, more than is probably To be fair, it. maybe that's why Athrin made all those horrors for her. Yeah, because he didn't want to have to. I'm just saying they maybe have alternative oh, uses. Features, yes. See. Well, I think she would have got those aftermarket. I don't think Athrin would have provided those. <laughs> you think? I don't think. Yeah, no, I agree. Actually, no, Athrin's too, too stick in the mud for that. Yeah. Anyway, Athrun angst at Kira about how people are like, your father was great. And he's like, I didn't care for that man. I liked him, but his ideas were kind of shit. And we're still on the recap of all that. Also, Shinsek is his sister is dead. And then we that, didn't talk about that. And then Kira saw that. Top hoodie. Like wife beater hoodie thing. It's 100% a Final Fantasy jacket. It's got... The designs in Destiny are very Final Fantasy. They definitely need to hire Clamp after this to get away from that. <laughs> Just looking at all the people who are announcing things like a gully, and there's that one guy on the right, and it, one of his eyes almost exists. <laughs> there's a guy right behind the dude that was talking that has his face locked into this expression like, ah. <laughs> so clearly that dude just had a stroke. So we get the opening. 
this opening's days are numbered. I think we still got a couple episodes to enjoy it, but it's my favorite one. Not that the other ones are bad, but I'm going to miss it when it's gone. Millie Frank Lest Haw. Frank Lest. Well, that's her, uh, her witness protection name. I guess she probably doesn't need a witness protection name. Well, I mean, yeah, she wasn't because, a traitor. Yes, she was, technically speaking. But she was native to Orb, so. But they signed on into the Earth Force's military they did. and then deserted. They did. That's a good point. I love all the specialized Zakus in this. Yeah, it's such a good idea. The idea that, oh, the strike had packs and was awesome. We should give all our stuff packs. It really works. Well, it also makes a lot of sense because then you're not building the different piece of equipment for literally everything. Makes logistics a hell of a lot easier. You're taking advantage of the fact that your primary fighting units are human-shaped and therefore can use tools. I mean, that's the idea of mobile suits in the first place. But humans just, can't use tools. We all know that. They just never really capitalized that on that as much in previous Gundam series, I think. It's an animation problem where yeah. it's difficult to animate special equipment. And usually it's easier to sell a toy of a new design than to give it different. add-ons. Yeah, but you do see it from time to time. Meanwhile, on the moon. Dracula? Not yet. Again, wait for it. Wait, what? <laughs> it took me a moment to process that. <laughs> so the Earth Forces are getting ready on the moon. To get do loading something. up. They got a bunch of view screens. We see some nukes. That's probably fine. I totally missed those when I was watching this earlier. I was focused on these sweet daggers. These are really cool. It's mostly just that the shading on these shots are really good. They're not different daggers than before. They're just better drawn than usual. Yeah, I was going to say the way they look there, it looked like they were wearing Valkyrie helmets, which I, I mean, think is intentional. I mean, that can make a lot of difference if they're just drawn better. Yeah, as someone who's just watched all of SDF Macross, sometimes the jets are drawn very, very well. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah, give this to me. <laughs> and other times they're like a little triangle with wings. <laughs> <laughs> so the Plant Supreme Council is meeting while the president of the Atlantic Federation Have you states, noticed he has no neck and no chin? <laughs> his head did, dips directly into his collar. He said something about why they haven't arrested the terrorists and handed them over. And... Saying, like, they can't possibly all have been killed. Well, you have the footage. Like, they, they, presumably they could have just sent them the gun camps. Like, literally, this is what it looks like. Zach is trying to recap serious plot stuff, but I just want to say first that the president definitely looks like All Might's really shitty grandson to me. Uh, <laughs> is, is he a character? Yeah, not quite, no. Like, maybe or, his, or are you uh, saying All Might's his... hypothetical really yeah, shitty grandson? Yes. Okay. I, I, yes. Maybe his, uh, what's called called, his... Detective friends, really shitty grandson, maybe, <laughs> but I don't see it as All Might. Fair. I can't see All Might in him. So anyways, the plants are saying the terrorists have all died, but we need them to hand them also. And also, they need to eliminate all their arms, let us plant observers on their government. And so we get the reaction of the crew of the Minerva, which is like, that's cray-cray. Well, yeah, pretty much. And no way in hell any self-respecting government's gonna go with that. It's basically exactly what the Earth Forces did to Orb. Is here make these unreasonable demands or we're gonna have to fight. You're gonna force our hand. God, so uh, many horrors. I did notice that. That's awful. No wonder he's depressed. So the plant Supreme Council is kind of just in a fight about, hey, should we just get ready to start a war? Because clearly they want that. They'll be the aggressors, but that's clearly the path we're on the moon didn't get hit at all mostly the damage was along the equator so eurasia and the atlantic federation which are the biggest militaries are relatively unharmed let he who wants peace prepare for war <laughs> well that's the rundle's mo so we got this shot of this crowd holding up a bunch of like pro-war signs not a single one of them said the same thing 
which is that's entirely untrue to life. I don't think they, they were actually, really uh, pro-war. It was more of anti-coordinator, I think. That's or anti-plants. True. They were actually just at a wrestling event that was war-themed, and so they all just were trying to get on TV. So Durandal lets everybody just kind of chatter on for a bit before he decides to put on the dad pants and take control. And he's actually very calm about it. I like that he doesn't have to yowl to get everyone's attention because he is the chairman. Well, it also shows that he has a certain degree of charisma that people are willing to listen to him, even if he's not saying a popular thing or raising his voice. And he's the opposite of Atherin's dad because he's like, hey, we have to try for peace no matter what. At the very least, that way they won't see us backstab them coming. To which some guy's like, hey, we do need to prepare for attack because we are going to get attacked. And Durandal's like, okay, I guess, but also peace, guys. Well, I mean, it's perfectly fine to want peace, but you can't just let them run roughshod over you. But also they're saying, hey, we should prepare for a counterattack. And Durandal's like, hey, if we show military force, then they're definitely going to attack us. But you're right. We do have to do something because we don't want to get all nuked again. That sucked. Oops, all nukes. That's later in the episode. So we see a bunch of gins getting ready. I do love also how there are just a ton of gins still in service. That's not something you see in Zeta Gundam, for example. Well, it all it makes sense because you wouldn't immediately be able to get rid of all of your old model stuff. I really like there'd still we, be a lot of in service. We saw that gin starting up, and like you can see the mono eye spinning as it, the entire suit powers on. Ah, oh, it's so cool. I like making those, mono eye. Ranks of those also, were those the high mobility versions of them? I don't know. I didn't notice. They, they, did weren't look Z- they weren't Zaku's. No, they definitely aren't Zaku's. And they w- didn't look like standard gins. The head did look a little different, so they might have been a high maneuver, but I wasn't really paying that close attention. We also see that Zap now has super carriers, which basically just look like giant mobile suit carriers and are pretty rad. And apparently, Izak uh, is taking over one of them. And Durandal finishes his speech with basically being like, hey, remember, if we just go to war, that's exactly what the terrorists wanted. Which is a really good point. Thanks, Durandal, for apparently being reasonable and moderate. Uh, meanwhile, Atherin is on the plants because he gets to spend this entire episode in the waiting room. In the hotel lobby. First of all, he meets up with who I assume is the orb ambassador to the plants. Probably, because he does greet him as Alex. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, the chairman's going to continue negotiations, but that's all we know. And it's kind of hard to get a meeting with him because he's a little bitty. And uh, he also says some people are starting to interpret his... Uh, not wanting to go to war is a sign of weakness, which is kind of dumb if you ask me, but hey. But also, that's politics. And also consider their last major leader was a huge war hawk, and he did have public support, so. Yeah, I know. Meanwhile, on the moon, they're launching some ships. They're launching a lot of ships. For reasons. We'll see. How long was supposed to be in between this one and Gundam Seed? Two years. Man, they must have been really overworking those yards to get <laughs> that many ships. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that because both sides seem to have escalated their military substantially in the interim. And like, well, especially considering you guys both committed to like arms. D- d- De-escalation. I, thank you. Yes. And both sides are now producing so many more high tech and so many more. They're, like, they're mass producing battleships at this point. So it's like both sides expected this to happen anyway. So Jabril is talking to the president at White House. Be like, so when are we going to nuke him? And he's like, it's it's not that easy. Dorenzel's actually giving into a lot of our demands. I love um, how the heading literally says, from, from White, White House. House. Yep. Like, not, not the White House, just a White House. One of many. From White House. So does Jibril, is his lips are like purple. Is yep. he wearing lipstick? I think so. Okay. Also, his first name, I think, is canonically Lord. That's not a title. That's okay. Oh, I'm so happy. 
I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but there is a later episode where a bunch of people's names are doxed, and his is given as Lord Jabril. No, mostly I was just curious, like if he was like intentionally drawn kind of weirdly, or if he's just wearing lipstick for some reason. I think both. Maybe both. I mean, they're trying to make his character design stand out like Azrael's did, I think. But, like, Azrael just had a more distinctive design. You know, part of it was the powder blue suit, but he was also just a better character who had more presence on screen. Whereas Jabril's kind of like... He's got to have that cat crutch, and that doesn't help him much. Yeah, the plants are trying to cooperate. They keep giving us stuff. And, you know, some nations are like, hey, this isn't cool. And Jabril's like, hey, war. But once we blow them all up... Everyone's gonna be cool. You see Durundle talking on one of these screens, and I'm pretty sure, like, on the wide pan shot, 80% of those are the things we saw the first time. Also, he's got a lot of the same images on multiple no, different they're, screens. They're all just different channels of newscasters. All the newscasters He's got just at least two, a duplicate there. Right. Those are all different. All three <laughs> of those are different. They just, they're, all, they're triplets. They're just on different <laughs> channels. I like that he's like, who could possibly stand against us after we blew up the plant? The Equatorial Union? The Kingdom of Scandinavia? <laughs> Put a bookmark in that one. They're going to come up. I'd like Are to they? know more about the Kingdom of Scandinavia. Are they Vikings? <laughs> I would love to see Viking Gundam show up. I love that Scandinavia is an A, a kingdom, and B, one of the only neutral nations around. <laughs> Well, it's because Switzerland took them over after they declared their lack of neutrality, and they're like, no, we're done again. Never <laughs> but then mind. they decided to be Scandinavia. They're like, you had the better name. <laughs> well, yeah, clearly. I mean, Scandinavia is not a country. It's like, oh, you're afraid of Orb. And he's like, yeah, they did kind of kick everybody's ass with three ships. As the cat is like, yeah, fuck you, I'm leaving. And then he's like, i got to explain to you how ecosystems work. Basically, I should be everybody's boss. Like, people need a boss so they know the things to build. I should be everybody's boss so they build beautiful things. And we don't have as many junked cars because of colonies falling on our head. Also, I'm going to go on to this grass metaphor now because, you know, grass, that's the thing everyone wants to plant. Yeah, Not- as much as I hated Azrael, he didn't really go into these long, winding metaphors. No, he, he knew he was a dick. He knew exactly what he wanted. He was, he was very pragmatic. character, but he didn't fuck around like this dude does. Anyway, we see a bunch of dead porpoise dolphins. And then we see Millie taking pictures of dead porpoise dolphins. She is a photographer. She's covered wars, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's Millie Frank there, West Hawk. There have not been any wars since she became a photographer to cover. She'll cover wars, you know. <laughs> she was in a <laughs> war, you know. It's true. Well, maybe there's small conflicts just on Earth. We don't know. They don't cover it. So anyway, let's blow up the plant so we can do the fun stuff. Ruling the world. Because I'm a Bond villain and apparently my plan is make war. the U.S take over space anyways like then it'll make a beautiful lawn for us logos which i think is the first time we hear i think they mentioned it before maybe when they were in the hoity-toity estate i think so it see it was familiar to me i don't think logos has actually been mentioned i'd believe it either it's also maybe worth pointing out and i don't know if this has anything to do with the group's philosophy later but logos is the old greek word for logic basically or thought not really no not relevant they chose that name and just I'm, because it sounds cool. I'm, Probably. It wouldn't surprise me if that's where they got the name from, but at this point, it's not relevant to the organization. Okay. So we cut to Kira in bed alone. Katalak is in different bed, maybe in the same room? I don't think so. We do see like some sitcom bed separation between her and uh, the other bed. I think Kira gets his own room, though. I think she's so. cut all up with a kid, confirming they do not sleep together, or at least they don't in their new house. Meanwhile, Kigali's at her desk with two laptops now, dual-wielding, trying to govern. But she just she looks, looks exhausted. so exhausted. 
And Gladys is on the Minerva enjoying that coffee in her casual shirt, which actually looks really good on her. Shin also in the same casual military <laughs> shirt, cuddling with his phone, which I do get. But Cuddling with his sister's phone. Yes. Well, it's his now. Sure. It's technically ve- true. It's very adorable. It does look like Luna Maria and Mayron should be like taking pictures of him to give him shit about this <laughs> later. Like he looks adorable, but also. And we get a cherry uh, blossom flashback, but it's not Atherin and Kira. It's Mayu and Shin. It's not even really cherry blossoms. It's more of just fall. The way it fades into the flashback is very similar. Does it bug you guys that these leaves are CG? None of the other ones are. I actually hadn't noticed. I didn't notice either. So no, I guess. Anyways, he's having nice dreams about his sister. And then we get the eye catch and the horrors attack again. Hey, it's me, Jeremy. Thank you for listening to episode nine of Destiny. I hope you guys stick through with it, even when the show starts to get terrible. When we get to our first clip episode, I really don't know what we're going to do for the podcast because we really struggle to make those entertaining, but we will do our best for you. www.lostpodcast.com is our website where you can listen to past episodes of the show if you want to hear back when it was Gundam Seed and it was good, as well as our other two podcasts, Last Time on Video Games, where we talk about old video games, and Jumpstart Weekly, which is a manga podcast where we talk about Shonen Jump www.patreon.com slash lastpodcasts is our Patreon page if you would like to donate some money to us to help offset the costs for this podcast. We will also get some cool stuff in return. There are bonus episodes. There's one on some Kingdom Hearts bullshit that I just did, as well as early episodes of this show. We're up through 12 right now. Should be 13 or 14 by the end of the week as I try to catch up to where we have recorded in my editing. That pretty much does it for this week, so I will get you get back to the episode. Bye. Ah! <laughs> Including the evil devil Haro. <laughs> I love him. Operation D time! Go, 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 go! I do love the operation status is triple go. No, it's operation status is D time. <laughs> and what you're supposed to do during D time is go, go, go. go, go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Federation about to attack. Captain Federation gives a nod. And the battleship goes shwoom. He did have a nice mustache. That's his defining quality. Apparently they decided that they didn't want to build more Archangel-class battleships because those were too effective. <laughs> They're like, ah, two? That's plenty. One got blown up and the other one defected. They were too powerful for their own good. Maybe they're just really expensive. Those Lohengrins must have cost a fuck ton. I mean, To be fair, true. Orb helped build them. But I guess Orb did not help build the minion, so... They have to have the full capacity. Maybe that was part of the treaty. No more Archangel. Only Zaf gets an Archangel now. (laughs) And they have to call it the Minerva and give it a shell-firing cannon that looks rad. So President is like, hey, I have to uh, make an announcement about a very serious and unfortunate situation. It's wartime. Golly runs to the war observation copter. Yeah, I assume they were taking her to a more secure facility in case something went down. So we see a bunch of daggers launching. I actually really like the catapult, like yeah, the external magnetized one. Yeah, it is a really cool idea. Easy to knock out, though. Then we see Samus take off. We see an orange Azaku take off. And keep in mind characters that have been associated with orange mobile suits before. Maybe ones that aren't actually in the series, but get referenced in a lot of material. Miguel? Maybe. So I would like to point out that the suit is orange and red with green highlights, like it's some sort of... Miguel! Goddamn Chozo Power Armor. Also Miguel. Do they ever mention that his suit's orange, or is it just in, like, the supplementary material? Miguel's? Yeah. It's in supplementary material. Okay. Because when he shows up actually in the series, it's not orange. But it's in openings and a bunch of stuff, so. Endings, mostly, I think. 
Zafta is launching their units in response. They got Zaku's, they got Jin's, they even have a few Sagu's. And we get a close-up on Orange Samus. This guy looks so smug. It's like, eh, eh. So the president's like, since they won't give us the terrorists, we have to war them. Oh, no. Oh, no, is Maru the new DaCosta? She just handed <laughs> Walfield a cup of coffee. Now they're just going to watch war on TV together. It's date night. <laughs> war. War never changes. And that's why I like it. It's a very consistent program. Anyway, we gave them notice that we're going to war them. <laughs> Starting at midnight. At midnight. Gladys is, like, almost pleased about it. She's, like, smiling a little bit. I, I get that as more of an exasperation of, well, I kind of saw this coming. Yeah, I, I definitely also Chagrin. see it as, yeah, exactly. So they upgrade the Minerva to condition yellow because that's the war condition. And also upgrade the security status of B. I'm not sure why the security status isn't also the well, other they say, status. They say outsiders are no longer allowed to board the ship. So I guess there are situations where they might take on civilians or that's technicians. Fair. During a condition yellow. And Shen is just like, nah, they, they wouldn't do war again. I mean, we just did that. We get some nice screens of people getting closer. We launch some triangles. Hey, I remember seeing that scene from Gundam Seed. There's some pretty lights. The daggers are advancing. There's more pretty lights. Some daggers get blown up just like in Gundam Seed. <laughs> There's panic in the plant government. Like It's more like a war situation room where they're trying to figure out what's going on. And we also find out they have definitely attacked before the Deadline. midnight. Surprising everyone. Well, I mean, they attack beforehand in the way their propaganda is working that when Zaf starts defending themselves, they can say they attacked us first, so we had to go on the offensive early. I mean, I feel like any reasonable footage of this would prove that otherwise, but... Not when they're controlling all of the propaganda. That's fair. Also notice that Orangeman has no lines this episode. I did notice that. I assumed he was just too school for cool. Isaac and Diarca launch because they're the named characters we have here. Isaac, of course, setting up the Sierra Antares team. Also the Joel team. I guess his call sign is Sierra Antares. I think which that's seems the like ship's a... name. Probably. When they've got a giant ship, so they have to have multiple mobile suit teams. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so there's not the just like one name. guy in charge. It's because of the, of the, uh, the carrier. So anyway, there's a very bearded, very disheveled looking Earth but Forces captain. He's, he's like, I'll he... take a potato chip. And all according to Keku. <laughs> he's a uh, Captain McGrizzled Beard. He's clearly a veteran of the last war and he has a grudge. So a bunch of ships come out from behind an asteroid and they've got daggers with nukes on them, which I actually really like the like giant torpedo tubes on the shoulders. I actually thought this thing was a new Gundam when it launched. I'm like, oh, it's just a dagger. But I do think it actually looks cooler than the standard daggers that we've already been looking at. It's got those cool headpieces. I like that foot flying off of the one that just exploded. I'm pretty sure that was a stock animation, but... I think that's new. We'll probably see it again. A bunch of battleships get blown up as mobile shoots jump in to shoot them. We get some of that battle babble I love so much. 20 Earth mobile suits have entered Area B. Move fleet number three over to intercept. Yeah, that whole thing. That's always fun. Orange Beta 5. Hut, hut, hike! Like, hey, they must be coming for our military industrial complex. Like, hey, don't assume that. Keep eyes on them. We got one of those radar Zaku's also hiding behind I a I love this thing gin. so much. Yeah, you're right, it's, it's a radar a gin. gin. It's the same one from Gundam Seed. You're right. I um, was trying to say gin. I love its little radar unit, though. That thing's It is really, really cool looking. Anyway, he sends pictures of nukes. with He has zoom and enhance because of that giant radar dish. And he sees the nuke symbol. Nice of the Earth Forces to uh, adhere to the treaty and put the giant nuke symbol on their nukes. Well, I mean, it makes some amount of sense because you got to label them for your own guys so that they know what they're dealing with. They need to know what level of dead they're going to be if they <laughs> drop the ordinance. 
Yeah, it's just a standard material safety sheet. Anyway, one of the friends is like, a report from uh, Polar One. Oh shit, nukes. He's got nukes. And they're like, how many? And they're like, I don't know, a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, it's exactly what he, I don't know how many, but there's a lot of them. And they're going right for the plants. It's a sneak attack. So some sort of zapped commander guy is like, hey, take don't out. Don't fire at the plants. And Isaac and Diarca are like, I hate this deja vu. I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> and some very classical music starts playing as the nukes approach. Distance to firing is 90. What I will say is this classical music is like weirdly triumphant and upbeat. And I feel like it needs to be intercut with like scenes of Jabril stroking his cat or something. Because <laughs> otherwise it's completely off tone. I think it's like trying to be ironic. I actually kind of think it works. I mean, yeah, because you've got the uh, who are effectively the good guys from the original series. At least the, um, for like the first half of them, they were the good guys. And they're about to win. Oh no! I like I get it from the like it's mayhem set to classical music. I just think it's not the right piece of classical music. So Isaac's being frustrated because that's his job, and he's trying to fly because it worked out fine for him last time when he just flew towards the nukes. We also see some Laurasia class ships. I guess these are Nazca class. Nazca class ships ready to intercept. One of which has a giant array on the front, just like glued into the center. Yeah, it looks like it's very clearly an ad hoc construction. Yeah, I actually really like the look of it. Well, it's built on the, it's something that's like, we built this on the frame of something we already had. We built this ship. It is the Neutron Stampeder, which is also a pretty rad name. They're like, wait, wet them a bit closer, closer. So is this different than the Death Star they built in Seed? Yes. It's like a miniature version of that. But is it the same weapon, I guess? No, it specifically uh, triggers nuclear reactions. Okay. Well, that's bad for them, I guess. Yes. Like, spoilers for what's about to happen. Oh, I forgot. That's later, Zach. My bad. Captain McGrizzlebeard gets told, hey, they have something weird out there. It's like, something weird, you say? And we see they got all the racists to do this, which <laughs> right? I guess makes sense. <laughs> I mean, sense. it makes sense. Who else would you say? But all the we're like, pure civilians. blue world! And the, the psycho racist unit begins launching nukes. Psycho racist is my least favorite gun. <laughs> and he's actually like, damn it, I'm way over here. Keep firing my machine guns. Maybe I'll hit. To be fair, he actually does some damage with these things, mostly to other mobile suits. He misses every single nuke he fires at, but that's okay. Because they have a neutron stampeder. Also, those are some cool-ass particle effects it has around it. Yes, yes, it is. It looks very similar to the Lohengrin, but... Also kind of like the microwave weapon that got used on Alaska. Yeah. And we get to see all those pretty nuke explosions. And uh, the nukes got blown up, as did the ship that uh, had all the nukes on it. Well, that's what you get for carrying nukes, guys. I guess ships. They had plenty. And he's actually like, ah, what, what happened? What the hell was that? Fox, look behind you. And they did good because all the nukes got blown up. Do you ever put all your nukes in one basket? Of course not. Oh no, the quantum Fresnels stopped working. Well, I mean, like, it, the shot fried the front half of that Nazca. Yeah, it looks melted. I mean, it's clearly an experimental technology that they're like, well, we could probably warm out this. And they're like, oh, thank God it worked. But Durendal's like, yeah, but they'll know about it next time. So it'll only, it'll only work, work once. I just hope this is the end. I hope there aren't 41 more episodes of slightly declining quality. So Alex is still in the waiting room, hanging out with the, uh, the diplomat. He's like, hey, I want to go to the bathroom. Maybe the Flash is there. I just learned what a Fresnel is. Uh, what's a Fresnel? It's named after a guy whose last name was Fresnel, but basically it's just a uh, thick lenticular disc. Okay. So, uh, which is Like pretty- a lens. Yeah, it's a lens. Basically, it's a specific shape of lens. It's the thing they have in lighthouses to make lighthouses effective. Yeah, but lens sounds worse than Fresnel. Well, it's a specific type of lens, and those are that. 
So it's, it's that shape. Fresnel sounds better than lens. No, I agree. Fresnel sounds great. So he's actually looking himself in the mirror, wondering what the hell he's doing. You mean Athrun is looking yeah. himself in the what mirror? What did I say? Did I say Isaac. No, you mean well, you meant to say Alex, I think, which is why you said Isaac. Okay. Uh, because they sound similar, because you called him Alex earlier. So he's going up the stairs when he overhears someone saying, hey, uh, how much time do we have? And it sounds suspiciously lackacy. He goes to kind of check it out. He's like, we have time for once over, right? And then there's a Haro jumping up and down, asking if they're okay. What the hell? And he's like, Lacus? Did you leave Kira alone? Did you leave Kira with Walfelt? Do you not remember the last time you did that? (laughs) (laughs) So really quick, immediately. So uh, we all know this isn't Lacus. Like I said, the first time I kind of was like, did she come too for some reason? I mean, we did recently see a shot of her in bed. I didn't quite put the pieces together when I first saw this. Well, until she started saying, I'm so glad you started to visit me. because, Like, by the end of this episode, it's very obvious this isn't Lacus. Her face is a different shape. It's very subtle, but her chin's a little narrower. Yeah. like, And her facial expressions are a little less, I don't know, like calm around the mouth. Like, they do a really good job differentiating them, but it's very subtle. And in both the original and the dub, the voice actresses, that's the same voice actress for both characters, and they both do a very good job. Also, she's dressed in what I can only call a sexy Lacus Klein Halloween outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's way tighter, and it shows some thigh. It's like a leotard. It's a version of, the ori- of yeah. her first dress. Yeah. Yeah, it's a leotard with a skirt attached at, like, the hips. I don't like it as a design that much, because I don't really like the original Lacus Klein outfit design. But as, like, oh, I'm sexy Lacus Klein, it's amazing. <laughs> I love describing it as a Halloween outfit. That's a- anyway, she's she real happy and she's like, hey, Atherin, my panties are showing. Uh, my, this skirt also has that good, good Sailor Moon technology where it will just blow up at the slightest provocation. We don't actually get a panty shot. He just looks so confused, which (laughs) makes perfect sense, because, like, the hell are you doing Well, because he saw Lycus not too long ago. A couple days, at least. Yeah, but that's not that long ago. And she definitely was not acting like this. Their relationship is not she runs over and hugs him. That's Mm -hmm. Kigali. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm so glad you finally came to see me, which um, is already suspicious. And Atherin's like, what? We what? saw each other literally two days ago. And she has a smile that's kind of serial killer. Atherin has not caught on. He's like, no, seriously. Did you leave Kira alone? <laughs> we agreed. You get him this week. Kigali is not going to handle him when she has governing to do. I like the idea of Lacus and Kigali just handing Kira off every week. Well, <laughs> like, I, I was imagining, like, he spends weekends at Atherin and Kigali's place. And <laughs> <laughs> Atherin and Kigali sit down to play video games together while uh, Atherin tells him not to eat too many pizza bites. <laughs> I've waited for you so long for you to come and see me. We saw each other two days ago. Are she you does, mental? Like, she while does, the psycho theme is playing. Yeah, she does kind of like a creepy head tilt. Like, the expression on her face is like, I'm playing you. And he's like, what? You think a person as smart as Atherin would realize there's something really janky going on here? I think he does, but he hasn't put two and two together. Like, he realizes something is off, but he like he's not entirely sure. He's so shocked he hasn't put, had time to think about it yet. And also, he's clearly not in a great mental state. He was just in a waiting room for a day. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's worse than being in war. So Jibril's like, what did you say? He's like, ah, oh, somebody set us up the bomb. Up. All of them? Hey, it's that same newscaster guy from before, on several different channels, in the exact same position. He must be his favorite. So the Earth Force has retreated to their moon base, and Abril's like, no, no, Adriel told me this would work, his ghosts whispered into my ear. It has He's to right work. there. His, the Force Ghost of Azrael is totally That would make Jibril so much a better character if Force Ghost Azrael was just there. <laughs> like Ghost Nappa from BBC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh my! Can, can we do an abridged of this when we're done? Just <laughs> look, maybe. I'm not sure that any of us have the time, energy, or video editing expertise, yeah, but I want to make it happen. Yeah. And There's also, I have a bunch of good jokes. I don't know that I can make them run for a series length. And uh, you'd also have to remember, at least one of those characters would probably end up from American Southwest. That's fine. We can make Walt Feld just a Southern general. That sounds <laughs> fine to me. Because that's the only accent I can do. Was he boy? That was not. That was not right at all. Hey, boy! I want some. Wait, I'm sorry. I need Foghorn Leghorn. What's the thing he says? What incarnation? I say. I say. I, I, I'll say. I'll say. Dacasa, where's my coffee? So some suitmen come up and Lack is like, "Oh yeah, well, they I, were the I people know. she was talking to before. They're her handlers." Yeah. She's like, "See you later, Arthur." Wink. I'm your biggest fan. And meanwhile. As they're walking away, finally, Athrun's like, wait, I didn't build that Haro. <laughs> I don't remember building a Haro in that particular shade of red. <laughs> and the Rendell's just walking down the hall. And it's like, hey, Alex. It's like, oh, yeah, we did have a meeting. Yeah, sorry, there was a war. And Athrun's like, yeah, um, you sure. Um, did you see that girl? And he's like, oh, never mind, never mind. Um, it's good. We're, we're all good. And the Rendell's like, yeah. Machination. Everything is going according to plan. I'm voiced by Shar Asnable. And the, you know what color of red that Haru was? Shar oh, Asnable red. It totally was. Was it actually? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't realize it until Jeremy said it, but it totally is. I did not realize that because I've never actually seen the original kind of the So yeah, that's episode nine, Bared Fangs. What did you think, Tyler? I actually still think it was pretty decent. I think I agree now that I've watched it, and since you said it, it is a little scattered, but I don't think that hurts it a whole lot. I could have honestly done without any of the scenes with Maru and Waltfelt. They added nothing. I don't think there is anything inherently wrong with those scenes. The problem is there's too much going on and not enough happening. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, when Gundam Seed would take a break to do, like, a war episode, I loved it. And you'd hear me talking about the combined arms stuff. Here it feels, like, weirdly too early and too late. Like, we're in episode nine, and we're devoting an entire episode to this battle. And we've already kind of talked about Gundam Seed Destiny having this weird thing where it doesn't know who the main character is. I mean, there are three real candidates, right? There's Shin, as I've kind of argued. There's Atherin, as Zack has really argued. And while certainly not yet, there's definitely an argument to be made for Kira as and time goes none on. none of them are really involved here. Yeah, none of them do anything. Shin sleeps on a ship. Atherin is in a waiting room. Kira weighs in bed. And, like, right now, in this fight, you have Diarka and Izak. Diarka, who's a cool character, and Izak, who's kind of a jackass. But, like, they're not primary characters, and even then, they're kind of tangential to the fight. So it's too scattered, and the characters we actually care about are in here. Honestly, you could probably change this episode around, so that's entirely happening in the background, and you focus on Atherin talking to Durundal and the girl. Yeah, going back to Izak and Diarka, this is stuff we've seen them do before. We've literally seen them fight a war where they're trying to save the plant from nukes before. Also, the Izak rushing the nukes and failing to get there quite in time and being saved at the last minute. Yeah, we've that seen is it literally before. already a beat that's been played. Control C, Control V. It's like poetry, it rhymes. And while I think <laughs> Lucas gets too much shit for saying that, because I actually really appreciate what he's saying, this is just repetitive. It's indicative of the problems of Gundam Seed Destiny of just so much is going on, but nothing is happening. And like I said, none of the air quotes main characters are in this episode, really. Yeah, they're, they're like relegated to side status. And there's so a... many glory shots of ships taking off 
And look, there are some really well-drawn mobile suits, but so much of this is just nothing. That's the kind of thing you need in a later part of the series. Not here. Not episode nine. Not when you're still in single digits. Or arguably very early on, I think that's. But we're a little too far in and not far enough in. Well, that's the kind of thing you use either like as the background for what you're doing here. Like, that's when you would show all those glory shots of battleships taking off and whatnot. Yeah, they actually did that really well in Gundam Seed. They had that entire scene where people were, like, talking and philosophizing during all these, like, war shots. But none of that was happening here. But not at this point, because we've already had the colony drop and that whole affair. And, you know, obviously that's kicked off what we're doing here. But you don't have any of the main characters involved. Like, this conflict seems rushed. I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I feel like maybe we should get to it faster, actually. I see what you're saying, but this conflict needs to happen for the story to move forward. I feel like they spent too long drawing out. I do appreciate that we need Durundle to try to stall and do everything in his power to make peace for Durundle to work as a character. But his opposite number in Jabril is so nothing. And the president as a puppet is also just so nothing. And it's really the fact that Ather and Kira, Lacus, Kigali, and Shin all do nothing. And Rey and Lunamaria, too. I think you have to really stretch to call Lunamaria an important character. She is kind of set dressing at the end of the day unfortunately although to be fair i would put Isaac and diarca in the same boat and for sure do like them a lot yeah no i, I like lunamaria and i like diarca a lot as well it's also and, our introduction right. to a new character but his voice actor is busy recording his new hit single so he doesn't get to have <laughs> any lines or get his name in this episode does he actually get lines of unlike yeah. the girl from he gets the... a lot of lines okay he, like I, I guess you don't remember he beca- he's a briefly an important character Okay, I don't really remember him, unfortunately. He gets to be in the opening and everything. I've blocked out most of Destiny. It's slowly coming back. So yeah, like I just don't think it's a great episode. And on that note, high point, Tyler? Okay, well, I'm actually going to take the easy one. Oh, oh man, there's actually two really good ones, I think. Uh, but I'm going to take the easy one of the Neutron Stampeder. Neutron Stampeder. The Neutron Stampeder firing and destroying the entire Earth's forces nuclear coalition it was rad as hell zach i think i'll have to take the introduction or at least the start of the lacus impersonator do we want to give her name near campbell we've said okay. it in the discord it's fine I, I wasn't it, it, sure. for, for the ease of referring to her yes yeah, yeah. i'm pretty sure it comes Mir. up next episode because that's about the only good thing that this show does yeah mere campbell easily has the best arc in the series so, like, the, her introduction to the series, and the whole scene with that, because Atherin's expressions are really well done, her expressions are really well done, it, it's great. Yeah, you guys took the good ones, like, clearly the Neutron Stampeder's number one, and Mira is close number two, because it's actual character development and introduction and stuff. Yeah, that was my second choice. I'd, so. I'd take Mira over the Neutron lady, the Neutron thing, purely because the Neutron thing is a MacGuffin, whereas Mira is a character. Yeah. So I guess I'll take Durundle, because he is the character that gets focused here, and he is important to the story, so I do like how they're playing him, I suppose. He's still, like, clearly got machinations. He has this weird Lacus Klein impersonator. But at the same time, he's trying to be good guy to Rundle. What do you have for a low point, Tyler? Oh, boy. Come back to me later. I'll have to think on this. Uh, there are a couple things I want to go through. Zach? Our main characters are on a fucking break. <laughs> <laughs> They're all on there 15 minutes. Not a single one of them gets to do anything. Meanwhile, in well, an ironic don't... twist of events, Isaac and Diarker are not on their 15-minute break. <laughs> <laughs> they're, yeah, cov- they got... they're covering the 15 of the main characters. Yeah, it, it, like... I don't like Shin as a character, largely because of stuff that happens later and it just kind of seeps back down. But, like, he's still one of the main three characters that you're looking at it. 
and I still maintain I, I I think that initially they intended to make it Shin, but some people didn't really like Shin, and so it ended up being more of Atherin, or that was accidental. I it's know. well known that early on in Gundam Sea Destiny, a popularity poll was conducted. Kira won by a goddamn landslide, and they were told to make Kira more prominent. I, I do know that, but like when they were initially writing it, I'm not sure if they initially intended it to be Atherin as Kira and Shin as Atherin this time around, or Atherin or I think the it, other way around. With the Zeta Gundam connection, Atherin is in the Quattro Bajina slash Char role. From Zeta Gundam and Shin is in the Camille Bidon role. So it's I think it's supposed to be more like a mentor-mentee relationship. I don't know that for sure. But just judging from what they're clearly cribbing off of. Well, I already know that part. I mean, who's the main character out of that pair? It's Camille. Oh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying here. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but Because Atherin's kind of a more important character than Shar. Well, that's arguable. But anyway, like, in this episode, none of them get to do anything. Like, like you said, Atherin gets trapped in the waiting room. Kira is still on PTSD Island. And then Shin also <laughs> spends all... Shin gets to have a flashback. <laughs> Shin flashes back in bed. Kira just lies in bed. And Atherin's stuck in the waiting room. And Lacus is also in bed. And, like, I'm trying to think of how many more characters I can put in bed. But, like, none of these characters that we're trying to get to know, at the very least, like, with the crew of the Minerva, their Luna's side not line... even on screen. Same with Mehran. They don't get screen time this episode. Nope. Or Ray, I think. I don't think Ray does either, yeah. None of that happens. And that's an entire episode really early on where we're still trying to make a connection with these characters. And that's why I think it's bad. It's just like a waste of an episode. It's all action and it's all pretty good action. It's the sort of action you don't get to see a lot in Gundam 2. So I usually really like it. But... I would argue that it's even worse than that throwaway episode with the um, Artemis Umbrella from Gundam Seed. I don't know if I'd go that far because this has at least has the Durundal stuff and the introduction of Mir. And presumably there's fallout from this, right? But that episode had Mu and <laughs> Maru pretending... Natarl not acting bad... Natarl being bad, confused bad as to what acting is. No, like, Natarl just confused yeah. as to what they're doing. So, like, that episode had that and some fun or some decent character stuff for Kira. So, even though it was kind of janky. You know who's but... also not in this episode? Neo Roanoke and the Druggies 2.0. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, you'd think that would be a high point that they're not there, but <laughs> nothing else is either. For my low point, I really wanted to take Shin, but Zach took everybody's not here. So nobody is here. It's the opposite of Smash <laughs> Brothers. Um, I'm going to take Heine Weston. Oh, I said his name. Ah, I'm going to take Orange Guy not having any lines. Okay. That doesn't help me at all, so don't worry about it. I know. I just wanted to make fun of his name later when they actually give it to us. I think mine is actually Jabril's whole speech to the president. Yeah, I was going to say, Jabril was the one I was going to take and forgot. Okay. Mostly it just didn't do... It didn't it's wasting time, right? So much of this episode, to me, feels like it's wasting time. Exactly. Which, knowing... I don't know when it started, but knowing the history behind this particular series... And that wouldn't have been until later. Because the first clip episode is between 13 and 14. Uh, but that was also coincided with, I think, the Olympics. It might have been the World Cup. But there was a ratings reason for that recap episode to happen there it's weirdly from size point of view and i think it's his only appearance in destiny i was gonna ask i actually had in my last episode's notes do we ever see Sai again we might see him again other than that i know there's that but that's not even on the hd version i don't think we're gonna cover it yeah but really i think that's the thrust of it is you're wasting time because it doesn't tell us anything new about the character and it's kind of dumb and it goes on way too long Especially when you compound it with the later speech, the, the later, like, two speeches that we get through here. It's just like, are you guys just killing time? Like, do you actually want to be here? 
Okay, we have to put a mobile suit on the mobile suit list, guys, because we keep forgetting. And yep. there are a ton of mobile suits in this. So many um, mobile suits. We got two forms of the impulse we can choose from. We've got two of the druggy Gundams. That might be all we've really seen. We've got most of the Zaku variants on here. If we wanted to do Sh- Ray Zaku, we could do that as well. Which uh, impulse versions do we ha- not have? The, the sword, sword or the and... blast? Uh, he, I know which ones those are. Is the sword the one where he just has like the big double-sided sword? Yes. Okay. Actually, not sure it's called the sword impulse. I think it is. I don't think any of the impulse ones are called the same thing. I think I they're all called something up. different. I, I know it's the blast impulse because it's a launcher strike. Well, and the, the ale impulse is called something different. It's called the force impulse. Yeah, so I think the sword impulse is called something else. I do well. too, but I cannot for the life of me think of it. Do those make particularly large appearances later on? There's definitely a highlight for the sword one coming up. I we can't should, think of the blast hold... one having... if. I mean, I feel like we can do with the druggy Gundams easily if you prefer that. Or Sh- Ray Zaku if we want to do that. Well, let's do one of the druggy Gundams. Uh, do you want the uh, the Chaos or the Abyss? I can't remember which is which. Is the Abyss the one with the drones? Yes. And the Chaos is the crab? No, other way around. I don't know why I keep getting this wrong. The Chaos is the one with the drones. The Abyss is the crab. We haven't seen the Abyss transform yet, so I feel like we should leave that for later so let's do the chaos that sounds to say i also literally have the chaos up yeah the chaos is the weird crab one okay well no the other one actually has the crab like shell thing on it oh gotcha well that's a weird crab to me that one turns into a mobile armor yeah it turns into like a mobius zero with funnels well like mobius zero has funnels but no i'm just saying that it has okay do you know what the power source is for this thing not off the top of my head double a battery essentially yes i know it (laughs) i know it comes up soon it is an ultra-compact energy battery. Ultra-compact. How do we think it compares to the other druggy Gundam we have on the list, the Gaia? Because I definitely, like I've said before, the Gaia is my favorite of the druggy Gundams. I prefer this one here because I, th- I like funnels a lot more, and I like the the more varied uses that that thing can be used for. I like funnels a lot, and the chaoses do nothing for me, and I don't know why. I don't know if it's just because it's only two, but that doesn't seem like a big deal to me. It just makes it seem lower stake i don't like its transformation form of the three transformations i think it's the worst of them uh because i just don't know what advantage that gives you so i looked because i was sitting on the wiki apparently the core of this thing is actually a uh, core fighter it's a core splendor i believe all of them are that okay i don't know i just thought that was kind of neat i think i agree with jeremy i'm not a huge fan of this thing's design like i like me some funnels i actually kind of like the green because it's not this particular shade is not a thing you see in gundam very often it's just like i really hate the wing gundam also for the same reason it seems like a useless transformation to me right below the guy we actually have the mobius zero which seems oddly uh i prefer the mobius zero actually just because of the color scheme it is more maneuverable they're pretty comparable to me honestly better i think but honestly i'd still probably go with the gundam yeah, I think I prefer the Mobius Zero, though, just a little bit. And also, because I want to make this comparison, just a little lower, we have the other green druggy Gundam, the Forbidden. I prefer the Forbidden as well. Like I said, I think that Scythe is a good design. We're definitely in about the right territory, though, because they both have dumb-looking transformations. I still like the, the funnels on this one. I think I'm actually going to side with Zach at this point. We'd skip the duel, though. Yeah, on purpose. Okay. Uh, we do have to now talk about if it's better or worse than the duel. With the Assault Shroud... Uh, the Assault Shroud does make it pretty bulky. I might actually put it above that, especially since Duel is the most boring Gundam. But also, the Chaos is a Gundam I never think of. 
Like that's the problem with kind of all three of the druggy Gundams I mean, to yeah, an extent. I guess I, I've currently still got that problem of I'm still mixing them up in my head. I can't remember which is which. I mean, I've got the Gaia down. It's got the sweet Zoids transformation. Well, I mean, Gaia is easy to remember. Yeah, and that's but the Chaos and the Abyss. I, honestly, they probably should have picked different names for those to make them a little bit easier to determine between the two. But whatever. So, do you think above or below the Duel with the Assault Tread, Zach? Honestly, I think I'd have to go below the, the Duel with the Assault Tread simply because I cannot remember what this thing is. Tyler? Um, I was going to put it above for the entirely arbitrary reason of having Mobius-shaped thing block. <laughs> yeah, I think Zach's actually convinced me that it should go below. So, the Chaos Gundam will go at number 23, below the Duel... No, the, it was actually the Abyss we were talking about. No, it, you're fucking with me now. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> the chaos goes yeah, above the forbidden. To think about it too. I know it's because they're so interchangeable. They're so forgettable, and they're, like also their pilots are bad. Like at least Stella that, is girl, which is like the worst character trait to have. But at least it is one. Honestly, that's kind of the thing about a lot of those. What? How do you remember a mobile suit? Usually, you remember the pilot, and then you fill in the mobile suit behind him. I mean, that's not always true. Some mobile suits have very distinct looks. Um, and I don't need a pilot for that. Um, but yeah, this is kind of a nothing suit, uh, in my opinion. I mean, we're still like halfway up the list. It's not the worst Gundam. It's just I find a lot of the designs in Destiny to be pretty forgettable, which is ironic when those Zakus are so on point. Well, the the generic ones are great. Yeah, most of the grunt suits in uh, Destiny are actually my favorite. Designs. I mean, I'm already on record as saying I loathe the Impulse. There is one person in the world who likes the Savior Gundam, and his name is Jeremy Hickman. <laughs> the saber gun? savior savior okay I, we're getting to it soon it's been in the opening so that will do it for episode nine of gundam sea destiny bared fangs join us next week when we will watch episode 10 a father's spell until then join our discord our website is www.lastpodcast.com that's where you can find that discord we have a midsection for this i don't know why i'm yeah, doing so you know i plug this in the mid roll i right? do <laughs> you, you can cut this it's fine join us next week until then we have to keep watching it is our destiny Shit.